0: Everybody and welcome to band. <laughs> the
1: fuck are you doing, man? I don't know. Practicing my mining skills, man. <laughs> it just felt right, bro. <laughs>
0: we're going like, to open
1: the we're going to open like the from now on yeah. like I was just trying to make it as weird as possible because the screen was uh, blank for a second. And then I wanted your re- your reaction to when we came back to like, "What's this dude doing, man? Come on, it's too early for this." <laughs> it is pretty early. I mean, we're. All, uh, it's my second cup of coffee, bro.
0: Uh, I had to switch to water, man. If I do too much coffee, man, it'll uh, it'll uh, cause me problems.
1: Well, it's my second cup, and uh, and it's so stout because I ran out of creamer, so I just had like a little bit left in it, and not as good as my first cup but it's getting the job done heartbreak well <sighs>
0: welcome back i know you had a big father's day weekend how Hell yeah. was it
1: it was pretty good my man yeah, i just spent it with the kids hanging out uh just went to go see my father yeah your father's uh, still there yeah. yeah yeah he's uh i went to tupelo I went to go see him on uh saturday so that's Shout reason why out, big rick <laughs> <laughs> so that's really why i couldn't uh That's just why I couldn't uh, be uh, present last week. But actually, last week's episode was great, surprisingly
0: well. Like that worked for an audio podcast.
1: I know I didn't. I never even thought about using that, but it was great. I loved the way it sounded, man. It it just—it's really cool just going back and listening to that. And uh, you know what I was thinking though, but uh, that YouTube video. I believe I've got the full uncut version because I think there was some kind of copyright claims or something on us that they had to cut out certain parts of that, you know. So I think there might be a little bit, there might be like two songs or something that were we'll cut out of it that I might find. Huh. Yeah, well, so. I know
0: we got we got dinged for scream, but they didn't give us a strike. They gave us a. Uh, now the Misfits will get all the money if they monetize it, but we don't monetize our. Uh videos anyway so
1: yeah dude i don't yeah dude, anytime i post something like that on youtube like anytime it's anything uh, of my greatest videos if there is a missed song played at all i'm going to get some kind of strike with it dude or uh or i'm going to take all the i'm going to take all the money from uh, all the revenue from that video so which is fine. Yes. but uh, i mean, smart yeah well dude, i, I, I mean... know that uh one of my videos uh I know all my like a lot of the popular Grace videos I have, I know that he's monetizing he's making all the revenue off of it. Some of them have like a quarter of a million views. Huh? Yeah, so I mean he's...
0: Oh well. I mean he's the artist. I mean Yeah, it's
1: all like, good, man. Yeah, I mean, like I
0: you know, I mean it's really only fair. Yeah. But at least they've gotten smart. Like back in the day they just take it down and kick you off of YouTube, but they've gotten smart with it to like give the artist the money. I think mean, that's brilliant. It's better than taking it down cuz who yeah. I mean, think about it. you're the artist. You've got lots of people posting content that you're going to make money off of now.
1: Like, but you know what you could do? You could do it the you could do it the GNR way. Be like, "Uh, instead of making money off this, let's just remove it from YouTube altogether. Let's just <laughs> let's just take it down. Let's just take it down. We we don't need our we don't need our shit on YouTube.
0: We have plenty of money.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say, bud. <laughs> How about another children's book? That's what we want. <laughs> huh, you had to be a toy truck, my man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what am I going to do book. with a toy truck?
0: <laughs> uh, In all fairness, I do own a toy car, but <laughs> it came from the 90s.
1: Well, you know, I used to have a bunch of old toy like Kiss cars, man. Uh, You know those uh, Johnny Lightning cars. Yeah, it's like GNR wants to merch like Kiss does, but they're too lazy. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Dude, that's like it's so funny, man. Because like I'm just waiting for it any time now. You know, like it looks like GNR's following the Kiss blueprint. You know, like I'm waiting for the uh, the Guns Roses coffin. Now I'm waiting for the uh, waiting for the Guns N' Roses cruise. You know, just I wonder when all this is going to come. You know, like if they're going to take the Kiss blueprint here, but at farewell least farewell tour. Yeah, well, uh, but, but Kiss. I mean, was they do they did release a lot more original music though, so it would be yeah. nice if they took that route. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would get behind that. You know, I, I, if they would just release the music, I would actually probably. Uh, I wouldn't be so angry with uh with the what's toy trucks. What's Kiss's manager? Doc Doc McGee. <laughs> Doc, Doc McGee. McGee. Uh, well, with when the
0: farewell tour is over, uh, maybe get, GNR can hire Doc McGee.
1: No, actually, actually, uh, they already did at one point. It was oh, in they uh, did. Yeah, it was. Uh, you actually uh, probably find some information about it, but Doc McGee was briefly working for and uh, Roses. I believe it was in 2012. And, uh, I believe he, uh, he got fired, uh, because I think he kind of set something that a whole Duff of Kagan coming back and joining him. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So, and then, but there's actually like, a Axel was at, at a Kiss concert and, uh, when Paul Stanley was flying over the crowd there in Love Gun, you could actually see Axel standing off to the side, you know, just kind of in the very back near the soundboard <clears> and all that. Just, uh. Him and Beta over there watching the show. I believe it was like an overseas show. but uh, And there's a picture of uh, Gene and Beta together uh, huh. backstage at that show. And there's uh, uh, Gene's daughter, uh, I believe Sophia. There's a picture of her and Axel <laughs> together. So
0: You know they paid for those backstage passes, right? <laughs> Gene Simmons is like, I don't care who you are. Meeting me, it's $5,000. <laughs>
1: It's ridiculous, man. I'm like, I don't know, man. But like, but at least you get to meet them, you know? Like with the Guns of Roses, you're spending like a thousand dollars, and you just get to, uh, you get to walk on the stage, meet the you stage
0: hands.
1: Yep, and you get a backstage tour, and then, uh, and that's all you get for uh, your thousand dollars. <laughs>
0: Okay, guys, let's save you some money right now because we've both been there before. Here's what the tour is. Like. For free, by the way. Here's your backstage tour. Here is a box. <laughs> here we have another box. And what's this? Yet another fucking box. All right, let's keep going. Over here we've got a box. <laughs> and guess where? <laughs> guess what Slash keeps his guitars in, kids? do you know a the box? answer that's right a box another yeah! fucking box that's all it is if you're if you if you're horny for boxes then take that tour guys and uh uh it might
1: be a thousand dollars well spent you know then you'll get the like uh and then i uh, was it, whenever uh back in uh the gym days they would have a uh, now their VIP bags just were a lot more affordable back then, uh, and you got to meet mm-hmm. you got to meet members of the band. Now it was better. Yeah, it was better. Now you didn't get to meet Axel, but you did get to meet uh, what our topic is about today. Uh, you got to meet Ron every time. You know, like he was one of those mm-hmm. ones that would just come and uh, that was like probably the most fan friendly dude ever, man. Like, oh yeah, dude, we never paid to meet Ron. I don't know, so- dude. Ron, dude, is like. I- when he left that band, dude, it was just, I don't know, man. It just, things just changed, bro. You yeah, know, it, it, really kind of did. Like, it kind of closed the gap between the fan base and the band, you know, where Ron kind of, it's kind of like the No, middle Ron part.
0: closed the gap. The gap opened when he was gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. But before we get into our topic of the day, we've got a couple of things we want to talk about. First off, you can head over to com right now. And or just check the link in this description because, you know, a few weeks ago we talked about the T-shirt that was seen all around Tupelo, Mississippi back in the early 2000s. And Rick has decided to re-release the classic Rick Dunsford Booking and Promotions T-shirt. And if you uh, if you had this shirt, you liked it, it was comfy, and you miss it and you want it back. Well, <laughs> good news, it's now available once again. Uh, click the link in the description. Uh, it'll probably say t-shirt or something. I don't know. We'll get or,
1: or face shirt. It'll say something. But yeah, dude, it was, I'll do a little bit run on these. Uh, yeah, that I'm shirt. Right get one. <laughs> yeah, dude. I kind of want to get. Uh, I might get my kids one, dude. That's. Uh, because they always have, like, they like to wear my, the big ones, uh, the old ones I have. uh yeah. You know, it's all, it's all faded now. You know, it's like, the shirts are like 12 years old, I believe. But... Shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's a long time, dude. But oh, yeah, yeah it, it was a pretty cool shirt, man. Uh, uh, I remember getting that design made.
0: How much did you pay for that? You told me before off air. Or I uh, think maybe like, on air, you told yeah, me. I don't I, remember.
1: Remember the guy who did it for me, dude. It's like 60 bucks for the design. And then uh and then when I got the shirts printed, dude, like I had this cool sponsorship, dude. It was like a dollar per shirt. Oh, nice. Yeah, dude. So like I had like four hundred of these shirts made and it just are just promotions, you know what I mean? There's just it was an idea I had, you know, to just uh what's the best way, you know, if people know the name enough around here, you know, and then whenever they hear it on the radio and know that this event's associated with this name, then it's gonna be a quality event, you know? So just Look, kind of man, like the strategy behind
0: it. It's all about advertising. Okay, well, I'm going get, to get, get, give everybody some advertising advice. You got an event in Atlanta. Pass out free t-shirts to homeless people <laughs> with the <laughs> details of the event. <laughs> that way you've always got that billboard for free.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> I'll get homeless, dude.
0: <laughs> this has been... This has been unethical advice from Dustin Bones here. But yeah, That's get, good
1: advice though. <laughs> absolutely good advice, Matt.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you can get the t shirt yourself. Uh in the description.
1: I know I got mine
0: ordered by the time you hear this podcast, so. Excited times for that. And also we've got some housekeeping to do. Even though uh last week was a Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not really a filler episode, but an episode comprised of something old repurposed. Uh, I managed to fuck up (laughs) somehow on an episode I was barely in. And, uh, I think I said something to the equivalent of, I got the hotel, I got the hotel shit wrong, right?
1: Right. Oh yeah, it's just a description. Dude. It was it was it was no big deal. It was a uh, what it was is I went to uh, Michael was performing in Arkansas, and uh, he invited me to come out. And what was going on with that right there? Uh, this was the early stages of me really getting involved with Michael, uh, and uh, I had an idea of a uh, of having exclusive content online. You know, just for like a kind of like a. A, a membership deal, you know, like, uh, you know, like where the fans can, you know, pay like a, a fan club, you know, kind of like equivalent yeah. to what GNR's night train is, you know. Uh, but I was gonna try the, my idea was to have like just exclusive recordings, you know, behind the scenes stuff, just to, you know, you pay X amount for a year or whatever, then you'll have this cool, never before seen recordings, audio recordings, dude. I've got, I mean, dude, I can release a box set on this guy's career, dude. I have so much crap. <laughs> I sent you a song the other day. Uh, What was it? Scream on a uh, Facebook uh, mystery. Yeah. And, and at the very end of it, it cuts into weeds by Life of Agony with uh, uh, Grace performing it, uh, which was like, I meant the quality on that thing was amazing. i I listened to it. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even know I had this, but mm-hmm. you know, but like, uh you know, that was the idea. So I went to Arkansas and uh, I brought a few people with me and we went to Michael's room and, um, and I don't know if you remember this though, but like, uh, you know, I always like to play pranks with when it involves the phones. Well, I was me- I was messing with Michael while I was sitting right beside him, and uh, his phone dings, and then uh, he's looking at it like, "What the heck is this?" You know? And then he looks at me, he's like, "This says it's from you." <laughs> and at <laughs> what point in that video, man, that's like where I'm just kind of messing with him during, the, you know, while he's uh, <laughs> I guess he was baked or whatever, man. But he was just he looked so confused for a minute, I'm like wondering, "Tell us this text about." Why is it from Rick was sitting right beside me? Like, what is going on here? <laughs> let, me, let me figure out what's happening. But yeah, we went to his room because I didn't uh, I didn't stay in Arkansas, I don't believe. Um, and we just uh hung out. And uh and what was cool about that trip too was after uh after the hotel performance, we went walking to a uh Waffle House that was uh, Waffle House was our uh, choice of place to go eat every time I was with Michael, like when I went on tour with him and stuff. Every night we would go to a freaking Waffle House, but I remember on our way to a Waffle House, uh, he was talking about wanting to do a box set, and I remember telling him that you know these box sets are not going to be uh it's going to be it's too expensive for most people you know so why don't you do it in volumes you know just volume one volume two volume three and then that you get more revenue and all that so at that point
0: in the long run you you end up people end up paying more for it than they do uh, a box set. So that's where
1: his uh, demos and live cuts, uh, volume ones through whatever how many volumes he has now. Can't that's that's where that idea came from was uh from that uh, ho- from that hotel video. Well, right after that hotel video. Uh, well, that's
0: cool, man. So you guys, he didn't come to you. You guys went to him.
1: Yeah, I went to him. Yeah, because
0: he was. Now, what kid. was the deal with the guitar? Because there's two things I noticed. One, uh, he was unfamiliar with the guitar.
1: All right, and... so, yeah, uh, the guitar the guitar story was, Michael came down to Arkansas. He did not bring an instrument, and he had a concert that night. <laughs> what? <laughs>
2: okay.
1: Right, so, he didn't. I'm going did to take
0: have... a shower and not bring any soap. Yeah,
1: Come dude, he didn't, he didn't bring a guitar, dude, so uh, uh, a buddy of mine that came with me, his name was Chris, uh, he brought his friend's guitar. And uh so Michael was just trying to get used to playing with that guitar, and he broke a string before the show. Like while he was rehearsing, and he just had to play a show that night with the guitar with the broken string. Dude, he was just.
0: I mean, <laughs> that was, was that was the, my next question because I'd read a comment on something we posted on it where somebody said, uh, uh "I remember that show where he broke the string and."
1: Yeah, he broke the string of the guitar he' was like me and this guitar just met and uh man he's playing it and he kept tuning it i heard the guitar string pop <laughs> <laughs> and it was just he' was like oops oh well we didn't need that string anyway <laughs>
0: <laughs> was it the uh was it a oh, i don't know strings on a', a it's the last
1: it, i think it was the very last string the bottom one. and oh yeah it, you
0: don't use that that much
1: yeah, you don't use that with uh, with punk rock, I guess, man. Like with uh, the three-chord <laughs> rock. You know, any Misfits song, dude, you're just going to use like the top three or top four yes. strings, man. That's <laughs> all you're going to use, man. And you can literally do just like – like just kind of mess around. And you're like, oh, this sounds like this song. Okay. And then you just play it a little faster. And then you take it and you t- uh, and you slow it down a little bit. And you're like, okay, now this could be Pumpkinhead or this could be whatever. You know, like there's yeah. so many Misfits songs had to – are played the exact same way, but just at different speeds, and it turns yeah. into different songs. So,
0: with bass, it's uh, E A D G, and I, I never use the G, the G string hardly on bass, but with Misfit songs, it's I love always... the G string. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, that's 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 why it's called the G string because you never use it anyway, so you can stick it up your ass. Oh, uh.
1: It's <laughs> considered a delicacy in some
0: places, man. <laughs> but, uh like, I, I know what you mean because I didn't notice that until I kind of started playing on bass. And then I realized, I think I was playing Astro Zombies. And I was like, man, this is just Saturday night, slowed the fuck down. And then I was like, no, Saturday night is
1: just Astro Zombies,
0: slowed way the fuck down.
1: That yeah, is. Like, so many mistakes. I was already the exact same, dude. It's just played. And on bass, it's a. Uh, you can play it on guitar, man. You can play it on the bass. It's just instead of having like a, playing three strings, you just play that one string,
0: yeah. you know, just
1: the same way. That's all <laughs> you got to do, man. So, yeah, because that's a uh, bass was the first instrument I learned. Uh, then it was the guitar. Well, it's kind of around the same time, but I just remember realizing, man, these are almost looking at reading the tabs and all that. They're the exact same. It's just, yeah, you know, it's just bass was a lot, of, it was, it was a lot easier to play, you know. What's your favorite song to play? from hell they came from hell they came yeah dude i don't know it's just that song was just i love playing that one on the guitar mm-hmm. man i can hear that i can
0: see that yeah Mine's that last one. caress
1: and i like playing uh casket by graves Um uh, that's like a that's always I always like playing that one on the guitar too
0: my favorite are last caress and resurrection
1: no oh, i love oh resurrection dude. yeah dude, I, I play that i love playing that one too anytime yeah, I pick up my uh, guitar dudes, I always just go to Misfits tunes to play because they're so easy. <laughs> yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> it's the easiest stuff to play, man. Uh and uh and the easy the world's easiest guitar solo is the one we are one thirty eight. The world's easiest guitar solo, man. You know, Doyle's well, not really that uh he's not really like a top tier guitarist, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's just nothing really oppressive about the playing in you know? it. You know, it's just I mean, it sounds good and all that with the songs, but it's just not a, uh, he's no Slash or uh, no or, or no, uh, no Bumblefoot or nothing like that. You know, he's just uh, yeah. very simple, very, very simplified.
0: Well, going in the exact opposite direction, someone who is not a very simple guitarist and who is, I would consider, one of the top tier guitarists in the yes. world today, uh, Ron Bumblefoot Thaw. Let's get into it and talk about... Talk about good old Ron, or good old Bumblefoot. Yeah, dude. Um, uh,
1: That dude right there, man, is probably like, uh, generally the nicest, the nicest guy, man, I've ever met, man. He's
0: just... uh, He treats you like he knows you. (laughs) I'll give him that. Yeah, dude, uh, the New Jersey Yogi Bear. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I never thought of that. I think your wife said that at one point. <laughs> hey, hey, it, yeah. <laughs> your your wife said that at one point. It's like he sounds like Yogi Bear, and I'd never thought of that before she uh yeah. before she said that.
1: And I think Ron made the reference to that one time, man. Um uh, because I so it happened uh the first time I ever met Ron was the was the first time I ever went to go see Guns N' Roses. Um well, it was like a two-part night. Uh, I drove to Canada back in two thousand and ten. And it was Hamilton and London, Ontario. And uh, I remember arriving at the hotel, and man, I, I would always email Ron and uh, told him, you know, that uh, I believe it man, it was like a 18 to 20 hour drive that I spent, and uh, I bought passports and everything just to go to these shows. Never used them again. But uh, I remember emailing Ron and you know, telling him that I just came from Mississippi and excited about the shows, and then he asked me. Uh, he he said, "How many people are with you?" And I told him it was me, my wife, and uh, one of my uh, one of my really good friends, uh, Megan Sides at the time. You know, she 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 loves GNR too man. So So, yeah. uh, so I remember. I wearing, remember, uh, Megan.
0: We've met Megan. I don't yeah,
1: she, yeah, she went to a few shows with us, man. She's a yeah. She, she's awesome, man. Uh, you
0: forget? I will, I will say this. First off, she's she she's really cool. Uh, she's really cool girl. Uh, but she's one of those girls you get to hanging with and then you forget she's a girl. So you just like start doing, saying things you wouldn't normally say in front of mixed company.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's why I like, yeah, you can be truly comfortable. That's what was cool about her. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, it's like hanging with you and stuff. You know what I mean? You just, you just talk about whatever, you know, you you know, I mean, you can just let loose, man. Like, where you're around, a, usually when you're around a, a female friend or whatever, you know, you kind of have to be like, all right, you can't talk about stuff like this. You got to.
0: I changed clothes in front of her <laughs> while I was talking to her in the same room. I was, I like stripped down to, uh, I hope my boxers. I'm remembering it as my boxers. I don't think I changed underwear in front of her, but <laughs> I know I got down to just my boxers. And, uh, was changing clothes while talking to her, like <laughs> sitting in a chair talking to her, like And then didn't think nothing about it until like two days later. And then I was like,
1: "Shit!" And I was like, "Man, yeah, she's like one of the she's one of the you coolest people, dude. She's like <laughs> she is like one of the coolest people, dude. And she's like she's like a, a, a devoted friend, dude, too, man. Like very devoted, and she's always up. She's always up for going to these adventures, going to these shows, but." So, like, Ron, he emailed me and uh, asked me how people were with me, and I told him. And uh, he said, the January 25th show, 2010, uh, which was going to be uh, London, Ontario, that he has some after-party passes. Nice. And, you know, I was, like, hey, blown away. I couldn't believe it. I was excited. And um, so – it was uh I was the second night because it was back it was a uh, Hamilton was the twenty fourth and the twenty fifth was London, and then after that um, after the show we went backstage and it was like me and my wife Megan and then there was two others there was uh, uh some two friends of mine now it was Drew and Sal, Um that I still, talk, I still me and Drew still talk to this day man but uh, nice
0: nice
1: yeah so we it was all of us backstage and uh, Ron came out. And there's a video on YouTube of it. Uh, Ron's, uh, he has this hot sauce,
2: <laughs> and
1: uh, he was letting us try this hot sauce, and that's what got me hooked on like getting these crazy hot sauces, man, like the world's hottest hot sauce and stuff like that. You I got see so that
0: little dot right there. That is way too much.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, it's way too much. Yeah, Ron, easy yeah, guys. And then, um, and then Richard comes in there, uh, and this Fortis- is before. Yeah, Fortis, this is before he became an asshole. Um, <laughs> Fortis d- did, was kind of dicky sometimes, but. Yeah, dude, do blot me, man, for, yeah, do blot me on Instagram, dude. I'm like, for no reason, I guess, I don't know, man. He well, was
0: probably told to, but we'll get into that story. That's a whole, Fortis will get his own episode someday. Yeah, dude, yeah. Uh, uh, we'll,
1: we'll, cross, we'll cross pass again. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, like, and then Ashba comes in there, you know, and, uh, you know, we got to meet all these people, you know, and uh, it was my first, it was like, it was a pretty cool first experience with GNR. Uh, but, yeah. Dude, what did you guys first.
0: talk about?
1: Hot sauce, man. it was mostly talking about hot sauce
0: isn't it weird how you get back there and then you don't talk really about like what you think you're going to talk about like you go in you got a million questions and then you just get to hanging and you forget like how easy it is to forget who you're hanging with when you're hanging with ron yeah dude yeah
1: he was was super nice man out and then he was just very uh welcoming you know um where were you guys at? Because it looked like there were a lot of trucks and stuff in the background.
0: Was this in the garage at the arena or something where they bring yep. in the stage
1: and shit? So uh, I'm trying, man. Dude, it was so long ago. I'm trying. It's like 11 years ago, but I'm trying to remember how that whole thing worked out. Uh, we had these after party passes, and they uh, walked us to this room, and uh, yeah, it was it was it was like a room kind of off in the backstage area. So I guess uh, you could see all the trucks and all that from there, but uh, I mean, it was so small. It was probably the smallest uh, after party I ever went to involving GNR, uh, really? for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah, because there was like only five of us back there, dude. There was only five people back there, so oh, okay. I mean, yeah, it was just very small. Very, and it was you didn't have all these people that didn't know anything about GNR asking these stupid questions, you know? I, like, you know, so it was just pretty cool, you know. It was just like. It was just legit, like hard. It was, it was like three. Uh, I know three of us were like real hardcore fans, you know. And then uh, Megan Ashley, this was Ashley was there just to, real support, you know, because she wasn't crazy about guns. And then Megan, <laughs> she was just in our early stages of getting to, getting into the uh, becoming like this fanatic of GNR, you know. And that's kind of what did it for her was that show, but. Uh, uh- You know, so we hung out. uh, We hung out for about 30 minutes to 30 to 40 minutes or whatever. uh, Got pictures. Uh, I mean, it was a great time. And then um, we went to uh, my next experience with Ron would come in uh, Kansas City in 2011. And you were there for that one. And in 2011. Yeah, Kansas City, wasn't it? Because we went to Kansas City in uh, 2012, uh, 2013 as well, but it was 2011 because uh, you remember I had that sign. Uh, I was sh- live streaming the show. Ah, yes, yes. I, okay. I was live streaming the show, and I remember I had this sign that says, Smile for the Boards. You know, talking about the. Because uh, back in the day, man, I used to just. Before, uh, before you could do all this Facebook Live and all that stuff, I had this app called Ustream. And uh, I, would sh- I would live stream these shows, and I, I would, it would be for like the my GNR forum or whatever you know. I just yeah. you know everybody would just kind of tune mm-hmm. in, you know. And uh, so I mean, uh, you're not really bootlegging
0: anything because it's still a low quality stream, but it's like you know, it doesn't replace the experience of being there. But at the same time, for the people that can't, they can kind of get a feel for what it's like.
1: Yeah, and we're gonna. Uh, uh, I will say probably next week's episode, we're going to go into a lot more detail about that, uh about encounter. that. Sh- yeah. About that encounter, because that kind of, uh, that show right there is kind of like the stepping stone to, uh, to this crazy saga that ended up happening with GNR you know, <laughs> yeah.
0: that, that uh, pushed me to
1: where I am here today, you know, uh, right here band, but, uh, you know, but Ron was like, uh, he thought it was like the coolest thing, you know, uh, and I remember him emailing uh, me afterward, after the show, telling him how awesome it was. And then I told him that I'm coming to uh, Nashville. And uh, he ended up, uh, and that's the show that you set out on because you want to do the South Haven show. So, yeah. son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, that's happened to He's me quite a few you. times. It's happened yeah. to me quite a few times. I will say that, I,
0: let me talk about South Haven for a second since we're to this point. Uh, yes, I did sit out the Nashville show because I intended to go to South Haven. Uh, I had never been to a concert with my dad ever. And so my dad does not do anything that he does not want to do. He's a good dad. I mean, like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like he's not an asshole or anything, but if he don't want to do something, he's not going to commit to doing something he don't want to do. He's just, he won't act like he's going to do it or nothing. He'll just tell you straight up, I ain't doing it. And you know how we would go at the time and we would get there at like seven in the morning, sit in front of the door all day. <clears throat> My dad is not one of, to do that kind of shit. <laughs> so, I originally thought that I was going to be getting uh, seats tickets so that we could get there later. And then before I bought the tickets, this is how I know Dad really wanted to go to this show. Before I bought the tickets, I was like, Dad, this is how this works with us. And I told him, I was like, you know, like it, it, I want to go with you first, you know, but... Um, I mean, we get general admission, we sit in front of the door, we get there at 7 in the morning, we sit in front of the door all day, and then when the door opens, we go in and we get right in front of the stage. Uh, If you don't want to do that, then I will get seat tickets, but I need to know if you're willing to so that, you know, I know what tickets to buy. My dad was going to sit out there with us all day, and he said, the only thing I ask is we bring a chair and we bring a cooler. And I said, great, but you're going to want a chair that you can throw away and a cooler that you can dispose of also, because when the door is open, we're going to push that shit to the side and let the homeless people come take it. (laughs) And then, uh, do you remember how we used to give clothes to the homeless people when it was cold out when we were waiting, how we'd wear like 900 layers, and then as it would get warmer throughout the day, we would take
1: that shit off and give it to homeless people? (laughs) Yeah, dude. Hey, we're I say we did more good than bad with these homeless man like oh
0: yeah, but the the the, the good stories aren't near as funny to
1: tell. yeah, I know dude. like
0: <laughs> but <laughs> but uh my dad was gonna sit out there with us all day. Rick hit up Bumblefoot and was like, you know, tell him he was coming to this uh show, and then Bumblefoot sent tickets for you, me, my dad, And I think your dad was going too, was he not? Yeah, I believe so. And uh, so you sent us four after-party passes for that show. The day before the fucking show, it got canceled.
1: Yeah, that's the story of my life, right there, dude. it's mean, <laughs> happened to me multiple times, dude. The day before, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, it's heartbreaking, dude. But but I wasn't as I wasn't as upset about that one because Nashville was the day before that one, you know. So yeah. um, so Ron. Uh, he Hang did, on. Uh, I, I
0: just had a thought before we get in. I hate to interrupt you, but I just no, had a thought. And I want to get this out. If you go for every time you've bought Guns N' Roses tickets that you've had tickets in your fucking possession, you realize you've only seen 50% of those goddamn shows. <laughs>
1: That's dude, all I, I want to say. I, dude, I, why do you think I went to Canada, dude? To <laughs> because I've had tickets like a bunch of times to seen them before, dude. 2002. <laughs> <laughs> it got taken away from me and that's what hurts the most because I wanted to see that. I wanted to see uh I wanted to see that lineup and then it was uh two thousand six. that one hurt even more because it was in Nashville and I was and it was like a week before the show. There's that one and some something before the show got cancelled, and I believe those are the only two that got cancelled during that time. And I'm like, Why does this keep happening, man?
0: Yeah.
1: But uh so I'm like, Well the album mm-hmm. album's out now. I'm going to Canada, and I'm going to go see this freaking band, finally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but getting uh, back to Nashville, I just wanted to point that out, because I don't think a lot of people understand that. Like, Rick's been to a lot of GNR shows, but really he's only been to 50% of the ones he's bought tickets for.
1: Yeah, and uh, they've they've gotten a lot better now with uh, playing these shows, you know. A whole lot better, but, uh, you know, but like, and that show, I know uh, it was me... Uh, Matt went, Megan went, my brother and, uh, his wife went, um, and we all just loaded up and we went out there and, uh, we met, a, I remember I met a lot of cool people. Uh, you remember, uh, uh, Danny, uh, Danny, uh, he was out there. Uh, he went to Kansas city with us in 2013, you know, we all, we all went yeah. together, you know? Yeah. So he was, a. Uh, that's where I met him at, and then I met. Uh, that's a
0: funny story We're from Kansas City involving Danny when he drove us home that day.
1: Oh yeah, dude, but like that's we'll see. That's where I met him, dude, and and uh oh well we got we let's see here then uh and that's where I met Bronson too. Uh, uh yeah, so that's where I met Bronson and uh, Danny too, but fuck Bronson. And then uh, that's where I met uh your girl uh Jackie Jones too. She was at that show. There's a oh lot of people God. at the Nashville show, and uh, Jackie cool. Jones
0: walked straight out of a magazine and into real
1: life. <laughs> well, well, what's cool about the Nashville show though was uh, that was by far the cheapest Guns N' Roses show I've ever went to. Uh, How much was now, the ticket? Twenty dollars for, for a GA Pitt. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, well because they weren't exactly selling out everywhere, you know, and it was a Black Friday sale going on, and I guess that was a way to just. Unload a bunch of tickets because it was a $20 for a ticket, and that's wow. why my brother and his wife went. Uh, that's not gonna of people to go to man. it, man. It's just, I mean, who's not gonna go see GNR for 20 bucks, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But what was cool about that show was so Ron hooked us up with all these uh after party passes, it was like five of them, and uh, and then. I remember going into the show and I was live streaming it because Ron, he hooked us all up to the, pa- the passes because he loved what I did in Kansas City with this live stream. So uh, I remember him posting, advertising, you know, uh, he was sharing the link on his social media, uh, you know, how you could watch the, uh, the Nashville show through my stream. And I remember sitting outside the show waiting. Uh, uh, and then you could hear a sound check going on. And I remember hearing Civil War being played. And I immediately live streamed it. And uh, that's kind of how the word got out. That Civil War is probably going to be played there. You no know, least is being rehearsed. And then Oh My God was being rehearsed as well. But, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, I lost my ticket while I was in line. Like, I legit lost my ticket. I did not have my ticket no more. Oh, and, shit. and then the lady at the, with the box office, she just wrote on a piece of paper and, and that was my ticket. And it worked. I got in. I was front huh. row. Huh. And, uh, said so the show was awesome uh i remember ron reached down and he grabbed my phone and uh i guess while ashba was doing some solo he, would, he was messing with ashba the whole time you know with the phone you know just getting right up in his face and then going down <laughs> the guitar neck and then he gave me my phone back which is really cool then we went up uh, uh i had my pass and i was holding up uh, a sharpie because i was trying to show axel i was like i was wanting him to sign my arm which and that's yeah. what I was trying to signal for. Well, this dude thought I wanted him to sign my pass. And some, uh, he sent some dude out there and grabbed my pass and my Sharpie. Maxwell signed it for me. And, nice. uh, get, and I got it back at the end of the show, but which, uh, then I, I wasn't even trying to get that, which I still have it. And I was like, probably one of the coolest autographs I got like that. But so we go, uh, backstage and, uh, and there was a lot of people at this after party. I mean, a lot. It was a pretty packed after party. Uh, but, you know, I got to – I met Dizzy. Well, I met everybody except for Axel. Everybody in the band except for Axel. But, you know, I was hang, we're hanging out with Ron. And, uh, you know, we're just talking about the live stream. And he was asking how it turned out. And uh, and then I remember Tommy Snitson walking in. And he was looking for whoever he had back there. And he literally pushed my brother out of the way to get past him. He wasn't uh, like, hey, he wasn't like, hey, excuse me, bro. He was just like, get out of the way. And he just,
0: wow.
1: He just straight up walked over there, like, aren't a jerk. <laughs> but you know, oh, he's uh,
0: And I he know just, your brother too, so that would have been a oh shit. Are we about to get thrown out of here? Moment.
1: <laughs> he just, like, pushed him out of the way. I was like, hey, it's all right. It's Tommy, man. He's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: so. It, but you know, Tommy, he gets kind of a... Uh, I guess he had too much to drink or whatever, uh on the booze or whatnot. But uh Someday we're gonna tell
0: another AJ story where he fights a whole band, a famous band.
1: Yeah, dude, that was a, be a pretty good story, though. <laughs> <laughs> so like uh, you know, so, like up until this point, man, like Ron's just really been uh hooking us up, dude, and it's he's always taking care of me every time we every time I've seen him. So Let's fast forward a couple months later. Uh, me and you, and uh, I believe it was uh, Megan. We all went to uh, the Vegas residency. Yes. And uh, at the in 2012, I believe it was like Novemberish or whatever. And uh, uh, yeah,
0: it was right around Thanksgiving because they, they, uh, it was actually yeah, it was on Thanksgiving. Yeah, because remember I was, <laughs> we we had Thanksgiving dinner at the Pink Taco. <laughs>
1: Dude, that was like probably, like, that's probably one of the coolest Thanksgiving dinners, dude. Like, <laughs> and, and what's so funny is like, you're walking through this whole, uh, through this Hard Rock Hotel, dude, and you're like, oh, okay, uh, there's T Brazil right there. There's, uh, oh, there's Ashford playing the slots, uh, you know, or yeah. Ron just, Ron's walking around with his guitar, you know, where's he going, you know, like, it's just kind of like, it's just pretty cool, dude. Like, and I remember I bought, uh, I went to Gatlinburg some point before then, and I was at this pepper palace and they had the world's hottest hot sauce. The oh, I remember dimension. that. So, uh, I remember I told Ron, I said, Hey man, I got you a little present. And, uh, cause and they tried
0: got... to take it away from us at the airport. You remember that?
1: Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Cause it was, I we haven't flown a whole lot during that time. So, uh, not, I didn't know I was going to cause any problems, but they didn't let us keep it. And, uh, we still, I still have that picture, dude, it was me, you and Ron. Uh, yeah, and, well, I gave him the hot sauce, dude. I we. It was, I was it, drunk
0: as fuck in that picture.
1: <laughs> but like, uh, so, my, I remember my daughter did. She uh, she was like one, at the, one or two at the time, and uh, she made a uh, uh, she made Ron a little video. I remember I sent it to him. So uh, at some point or another, dude, we got. I remember. Uh, Everybody got me, you, and Megan. All of us got separated somehow. Uh, And then uh, I was in the lobby or something. Ron was walking through, and he said he he said he's gonna make a video. He'll make a video for my daughter. You know, a little message for her. So I was just gonna meet him out there in the lobby and let him just make a video real quick. Well, you know, he was walking with his guitar, and then uh, he just told me to follow him. So I just kept following him, dude. And then he opened up these doors, and then we're going down this little tunnel area. But then next thing I know, it's just the stage was right there, and I'm like, "Dude, am I, am I supposed to be in here?" And he's like, "You're fine, you're fine. Come on, come on." And at that point, I was kind of nervous, you know, because I'm like, I never been like in that, I never been in an area <laughs> like that before, you know. So, so he was just kind of. Uh, they were going to play overseas after that. They had a some shows they had to do, and he was doing a line check on his equipment, making sure that whatever the hell the technical term is with it, you know what I mean? Just <laughs> yeah. He was but, doing
0: his job. He was working.
1: Yeah, did he was very, he very professional, dude. Like very, very professional. He was, yeah. he made sure everything was perfect. So, uh, you know, so he made the he made that video for my daughter, and it was, I was I still have it, man. It's one of the coolest videos, dude, and she, she loved it, man. But but <laughs> uh, what was cool about that was, uh, you know, I was in there for about like a, an hour or so, and uh, just. Uh there's a I think I got a video on YouTube of it uh him playing uh he was kind of messing around with the song This I Love. But um, I remember Izzy Stradlin was there too. Uh he was on the stage playing on Axel's piano and uh, I didn't go talk to the guy or nothing because I'm like, well, I can't be a fanboy right now because they'll be like, get rid of this guy, you know. So I was just like yeah. I just kind of standing there just like standing next to Ron while him and Izzy were talking, and uh I didn't even say a word to Izzy, man. I was just kinda of like just listening to him talk, you know, and they're talking about his back pain or whatnot. And, uh, so, and then it was just cool seeing that uh, Izzy play on, uh, access piano, but so it's while weird weird
0: hearing them have old people conversation,
1: <laughs> yeah, how's your back doing, man? Is the wife good. Yeah. Yeah. It was just kind of stuff like that,
0: you know? Uh, yeah. You forget. those sometimes that they're just normal fucking dudes, like, you know?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it was pretty cool, dude. And then, uh, I remember, like, uh, they lowered because a- Axel's piano, dude. This is a this is kind of like a bigger production where Axel had to have this levitating piano go over the crowd. Yeah. November rain. So, so Rob was trying to get them to uh, levitate the piano with me standing on that platform. And then uh, I remember someone was like, that's not a good idea, man. This, this kid, this kid's gonna fall and get hurt. It's gonna fall off of it and get hurt or <laughs> something, you know? But it's so, up. Yeah. So I just, uh, I remember, like, uh, being on stage and Ron just told me just have fun, just walk around, just do whatever you want. So I'm like, well I'm gonna document this as much as I possibly can. So I took pictures of everything. You know, like I took a picture of Axel's little foot pedal that uh Who
0: took who took pictures for you? There's a couple of pictures where you're far away from the camera. Who took those?
1: Uh I know Ron took
0: some pictures for me. Okay, so Bumblefoot, like the one where you're leaned up against the drums, Bumblefoot himself took that photo. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I mean, it was like it was just really uh, it was surreal, dude. Because I mean, I was like the guitar player Guns N' Roses man just literally let me just walk around this whole this whole stage, you know. Like, and I remember because uh, that whole stage that that stage for the first residency was like so awesome, you know, because they had those ramps, you know, that kind of oh, go yeah. over the over the crowd. It was uh it was really neat, and I remember I was just like. I was walking over it, kinda of looking down, and I'm like, eh, Axel stands here, dude. This is what he's gonna be standing here tonight. He just, <laughs> this you is know, what he sees. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I remember I took a picture of the little uh, master set list they had. It was, not a set list, but it's like a master list of all the songs because like I say, I've been told millions of times uh that we don't have a set list. We just have we just play what we feel. Okay, why is it the same songs every night then?
0: <laughs> yeah, well but, now, now it is, but you know, back but like then this, it was different.
1: Yeah, but they had, I mean, it it was kind of the same way. They might change, like, they might throw in uh, uh, There Was a Time every now and then, or they'll throw in this song every now and then, you know, just kind of like, they'll rotate, like, a couple songs out. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, uh, what was cool, though, is you always see Axel standing, like, kind of like to the side of the drums, and you'll see him saying something into a microphone, but you never hear him, you know? So what he does is he had this little pedal that he will step on, and that's his way of communicating with everybody, you know, like saying... Whether it's telling some some uh, joke or uh, talking about, <laughs> yeah. let's do this song, or, uh, you know, just whatever, you know, like...
0: What I want to know is, what does the panic button do? Because there's another button that says panic
1: that um, Axel has. I guess that's just kind of like, that's an emergency, you know, like, I'll communicate. I think that's what it is. This is his communications with the band. you That's the way they communicate, you know, like... Uh, Something's going to change in the set list, you know. Axel will go into it, you know. Or, like, if uh, I remember one time, uh, I believe it was Fortis or someone was going to come out and they're, they're about to start playing another song. And then you see Axel Axel go up to the pet, step on that pet, and say something. And then Fortis just kind of backs off, and then Ron comes up, and then they'll play a different song, you know. It's just kind of like, you know, they just change, they'll change it up at last second or do something different, you know? Yeah.
0: Is that the time he started playing Paradise City and then they ended up playing like he goes from the intro to Paradise City into something completely different?
1: Yeah, it was something weird. I remember about
0: it. that. I remember that happening.
1: Yeah. So, like, yeah, anytime you watch, uh, if you go, like, anytime you see Guns of Roses, like, uh, your next show, all right, watch, or if you're listening to this podcast, is when you see Guns of Roses again, pay attention to Axel, you know, when he's not a, uh, Watch what he does. He'll kind of stand to the side and you'll see him step on the pedal. And he has this, this special microphone just right there, just just random microphone just sitting there. And that's how he communicates with the band. Yeah. And that's how he talks to him. But so, like, I mean, uh, running, walking around the stage, and you know, I got to go behind the stage. And you see Ashford's little ramp because during, that, during the residencies, uh, I guess during that whole tour, Ashford had to have this big grand entrance, you know, where he had to rise up from behind yeah, the drums.
0: Chinese Democracy?
1: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I had that. uh, I got pictures of all that, you know, showing the mechanics behind that, you know, what it was labeled. Uh, That's really cool. You know, it was just, yeah, it was was pretty cool. You know, I mean, Ron, uh, he really took care of us. You know, like, the Vegas shows, like, the first and second night, you know, which was the last two nights of the residency, uh, we had after-party passes for both of those nights, you know? Yeah. And uh, And
0: I think we'll talk about the second night. We've got an episode coming down the pike specifically about the Vegas residency. There's not a lot to talk about that happened on the second night, but I think we can talk some about the first night here. But I'm going to save my experiences, my personal Bumblefoot stories that happened there, for the Vegas residency.
1: Yeah, Adelita's Way opened up up the show, and then I remember... uh the drummer gave me his uh, drumstick or whatever, and you um, know, and, and we were—I uh, remember hanging out with Ron backstage, and then we we're—he was talking about how great Adelaide's, Adelaide's Way was, and somehow or another, every time we see GNR, Adelaide's Way always opened up. Dude, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and
0: that, <laughs> they were they, that band though. That night they were having some technical problems, bad, and that crowd turned on
1: them quick. Dude, they were great dudes, man. They're so nice, man. I just always hated how, like, uh, always hated how this fan base treats some of these opening bands. You know what I mean? Like, and they could be some, some of the nicest guys, you know, and just I and mean, they could be a good band, you know what I mean? But hey is, like uh, you know, <laughs> hey, dude, uh, I found that CD, dude. Uh, I got that CD in my, I in my uh, storage, man. I swear, I oh, still. Oh damn, dude! You
0: got to get me a copy of those demos because I've got the album version from the singer. The singer gave me a, all of their shit, even the unreleased stuff, and yeah, and, uh, yeah the, I, I've, I've been talking with him, not well, like deep conversation or anything, but but I'm you you want to know something
1: about that band though? You remember? Uh, all right, so that band right there, the singer, his brother was uh his brother actually worked with uh, Graves and uh, with his band Gotham Road. Uh, his really? name was like yeah, I think his name was like Brian Christ. Uh, and they did, a yeah, they, he was like a, he was like a stagehand of roadie. And then he would also, he was guest vocals on some of those tracks with, uh, Michael's band Gotham road. Huh. So yeah, it was just a, you know, this was, that was some band in Chicago, you know, this related to this band up in Jersey. So that we That's met. That's
0: really it. cool. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like, uh, the, so what happened the first night of the, uh, backstage at the after party of the first show because they're like all oh, this is such um, a
0: well like i said i'll be careful what i tell here because i want some of that to go on the residency yeah uh, episode uh not really that much we hung out i remember ron was eating a salad <laughs> <laughs> and um there was some girl there that was crying, wanting to meet Axel,
1: and literally crying and wanted to meet Axel. Wow, did it work? No.
0: <laughs> and we, we just hung out, dude. Like there was there's Well,
1: like we'll just say that there was a lot of people back there, like a lot of uh, a lot of cool people back there, you know, or people are just very connected with the van. Uh, I know uh, our next in uh, one of our next few episodes we're gonna go into more details about uh this I think that will go into Team Brazil episode because this is uh there's a lot of uh there's a lot of uh, build up to uh yeah Team Brazil shit that happened at that uh, at that show too, you know? Uh yeah. but so we'll go we'll just keep this based on uh we'll just keep it wrong right now, you know?
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah, is a about- very bumblefoot. This is this is our tribute to one of the greatest people. Just of all time.
1: So now, after the Vegas residency, you know, like because we hung out with Ron like two nights, man, and it was great. Yeah. Okay, so what? Uh, so what was our next experience with Ron? Uh, well, there's one that you
0: kind of overlooked. Which that happened before that. Chicago.
1: Now, Chicago was. Oh, was that 2012 or 2013? Yeah. No, that okay, was twelve. Yeah.
0: That was uh twelve. Also, was that twelve or it was it was before the the residency? Because uh, we went to the hotel that uh, they were staying in, because we saw the big red tour bus, and we saw DJ Ashba standing in the parking lot smoking a cigarette. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, we just because came over and started talking to DJ. That's how it started, and then Bumble came out with uh, Pittman and Fortis and the rest of the band, because that was the night that we talked about it in the episode nine, uh, the death of Rick Dunsford and other fun and happy stories. Yeah, <laughs> how'd you like that title, by the way? That was great, man.
1: <laughs> that was a funny. I, I-, I like cover art for it too, man. That's like you get real creative with these cover arts, <laughs> like. But but um yeah that's that, that show right there it was a that was an awesome show too because it was like it's probably like one of the smallest you and shows and it was a pay-per-view show too you know yeah. and uh and we were uh ron was hooking us up with uh after party passes but the venue was so small that i guess that they couldn't that venue couldn't support the you know the after party you know that it, it couldn't support it you know
0: yeah
1: so uh so that's why Ron just said he'll just hook us up with something later on, you know, because he had us pass the setup, but they ended up canceling all all that. When oh, yeah, I remember
0: I remember him telling us to go to Will Call, and then there wasn't nothing at Will Call, and they wouldn't tell us anything.
1: Yeah, and then Ron ended up, and then I messaged Ron. I say hey, I tried to get the Will Call, and they they said there was nothing available right now. He said that yeah, they just pulled the plug on it all because of uh, the venue size. Oh, okay. Which was it was fine. You know, I wouldn't have been able to make it anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Turns I out been, I would have been very angry too if uh, we st- if we had these passes and we couldn't use them, you know. But you know, but what, what was cool though is like the next day, you know, we went we found a hotel and we went out there and just hung out with everybody for like how long were we out there for? Like an hour or so. Oh, we were out there. Security came to throw
0: us out. You remember that? Yeah, and, and then that's DJ. Just- DJ stood up for us and was like, "No," and then and then they they wouldn't have it. So DJ goes, "Fine, fuck you." It was like, "We'll just go with you guys. We'll go with them." And then we all went across the street and hung out.
1: Yeah, dude, that, yeah, I, yeah. I, that was yeah, I've got I still got all those pictures for all that too, man. I've seen DJ get
0: mad twice in my life, and uh, that was uh, that was the first time. And he was like, okay, fuck it. We'll go with you guys. Come on, let's go. <laughs> and then he picked up his bags, and I was like, oh, I didn't want no trouble, man. He's like, no, fine. Fuck these guys. Let's go. Because <laughs> <laughs> Bumble, yeah, was- Bumble, Bumble, Bumble looked at you when he saw you uh, standing out there when he came out, and he goes, oh, hey, man, are you okay?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what happened? Yeah, I just got Yeah, we literally just got out of the hospital, man, and just – uh. Went straight to the hotel dude it just <laughs> <laughs> i don't know oh, man. man it, that, it, it was a, that was a that's what made that chicago trip like awesome you know what i mean it was just like that uh hanging out with all those dudes the next day you know cuz that was yeah. like unplanned too you know it just i didn't even expect all that you know but yeah. uh so then you know we did the vegas residency and then we got to 2013 um what was so what was our next experience with bumble after that um, I'm not sure because I know that uh, we ended up uh, I know we've seen them some more in uh, 2014. Well, 2013 was uh, what shows that was like the up close and personal tour, you know? They continued, they did a, a few of those up close and personal tours in 2012. Yeah, once and in they, a
0: lifetime, I remember it was once in a lifetime was the tagline, and we went twice.
1: Yeah, it was a uh, Atlanta wasn't it Atlanta and uh yeah yeah we
0: we we no the the Atlanta I don't think we interacted with him very much in Atlanta because remember he got hurt
1: yeah we didn't talk to no but we did make him that uh that sign you remember uh the pink oh we made him a card yeah yeah how did we give that to him
0: uh DJ gave it to him we gave it to DJ
1: yeah and Ron did email me and told me that he uh he got it because we, we were a uh, lot, everybody made uh, everybody was just signing it in the line.
0: Yeah, we got everybody in line to sign a get well soon card for Bumble, and uh, then we met DJ after the show, DJ Ashba, and then Ashba gave it to him.
1: Yeah, so like I think the last time that uh, my last experience with Ron was in a uh, last time I was it 2014 at that uh, second residency that they did, you no know, trickery, you know, uh, we got you know, obviously they're all walking around the hotel, you know, and it's just kind of like the, it's just like the 2012 one, you know, it's just a new name, you know, and, uh, it was a lot smaller, a
0: lot shorter.
1: Yeah. And then I remember, uh, last time I saw Ron, uh, I was outside and then him and Nicolas Cage were walking together and just, uh, <laughs> of all fucking people. Yeah. Nicholas Cage, man. But no, what was cool though is like, uh, at that, uh, that 2014 one, because uh, was, I remember it was heavy rumors that Ron was leaving the band and this was going to be his last run with the band, you know? And yeah. I remember seeing him while we were in line and I asked, I asked him, hey man, is this really your last show's here? And he said, man, I can't really comment on that right now. Uh, he, said, but don't be, he said, don't be down though. He's, he said, we're going to have a good time. and But he wouldn't yeah. confirm or deny that this was his last show, you know? Yeah, and he then, wouldn't say uh, nothing about it. And then I remember at the very right before Paradise City. Uh, I don't think it was before Paradise City. What was it? Uh, His uh, solo or,
0: before "Don't Cry."
1: That he told me that. Well, I remember yeah. before the the band got done. Uh, I remember he knelt down and kind of like uh, shook my hand or whatnot and say, hey, "Man, yeah. this, you know this is it. You know this is." He this handed is you up. a
0: guitar pick, is what he did. He bent down and acted like he was handing you a guitar pick, and then when you took it, he he like kind of held your hand. and goes. This is going to be my last show.
1: Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God. And then I remember I posted about that. And then, you know, all the GNR, uh, were like, yeah, right. Okay. They, no one believed me, man. When I was trying to explain, you know, when I was telling them the story, no one would believe that shit, but then it was his last show, you know? Yeah. And I hated that too, man, because that was the last time we saw,
0: Ron, I believe in real life.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, but like a little thing too, I did get Ron and uh, I did try to get Ron and uh, Michael oh, Graves. I tried to get them to, you know, I got them in communications hoping that they'll have some kind of cool collaboration, you know, but yeah, should, uh, shouldn't happen, you know, but I'd or at least set them up for it, you know. Well, Ron would go on to collaborate
0: with a lot of people, including um, uh, uh, Scott Weiland.
1: Yeah, and
0: uh, uh, what's the dude from Creed? Is it... Scott Stepp? Yeah, and uh, it was it Scott Stepp that was saying for is it Art of Anarchy? What was the name of his band yeah. after GNR?
1: The Art of Anarchy, I think it was. Because was it wasn't Scott Weiland the first singer, and then it was uh Scott Stepp? Because Scott didn't last too long, did he?
0: Ah, I, I really don't remember, man. I don't. Uh, According to his website, that came out in 2015, I'm seeing here. And I'm really not 100% sure what happened there.
1: All right, so here's a cool 2013 story about Ron. So they were playing, uh, I believe it was Terminal 5 in uh, New York or whatnot. And there was this app that Ron was promoting. Uh, Something Access. But anyways, if you're at the show... You can uh, post pictures, and you get to have a chance to win. Uh, you have a chance to win autograph CD from Ron.
0: Oh, one second. Sons of Apollo is is the name of his other band. I think that's the one with Scott Sapp in it. Was well, so, uh,
1: Google Scott Sapp? Hold on, Scott Sapp. And I'm just going to uh,
0: Google Sons of Apollo and see if that's it. But
1: go ahead and tell your story. Uh, yeah, what happened was. Um, we went to uh, uh, well, I had to. I was able to hack my uh, fix phone, you know, jailbreak it and all this other stuff, you know, to where I could put like uh, make it look like we're somewhere that we're not, you know. <laughs> so, like, oh, and I took a lot of pictures in like uh, what was it Maybe it was the Atlanta show. I took a bunch of cool pictures and where you couldn't really tell what show it was at. So, I yeah. had my location services uh, spoofed to make it look like I was at to the Turnal 5 show. And, uh, I was, t- and I was posting all these pictures, you know, to make it look like I was there. And then, uh, we ended up winning some autographed CDs, you know, and Ron sent it to us, you know, which was, which was pretty awesome. You know, like, uh, uh, Scott Stapp, uh, with well, put here. Um,
0: uh, I'm looking, go ahead and tell your story. Of, I'm art doing art it. Of,
1: art of Anarchy is what it's called. Okay. Uh, Scott Stapp, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was probably like the, uh, that was a, some cool stuff. I'll, I got with Ron, and then after the show, I I mailed Ron uh, some pictures that I've gathered over the years. Uh, and he ended up signing all my pictures, and then sending it back to me. Um, you know, but we—I haven't really talked to him a whole lot here since uh, since he's left the band. Maybe uh, I spoke to him probably about two or three times. You know, but yeah. like I said, I just did not want to hound him or just be a bother to him. You I know. F-
0: I am the same way, man. I I'm I, 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 I'm afraid of that, like of getting on his nerves.
1: Yeah, but it's ever since ever since Ron left, man, it's just uh, you know when this It's band not the got, same. This band you
0: know, kinda sucks now, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, it was the a little experience sucks. Yeah, the live experience is definitely not as uh definitely not as good to me. You know, uh, I enjoyed the band in that smaller setting. You know, where it's a lot more accessible. You know, and just uh, you be ch- waiting at the show. You know, and you just meet. You know, you can meet everybody. You know, but now it's yeah. just like, I mean, it's like they got a freaking secret service or something out there now. You know, it's just yeah, they're not, you're not allowed to get anywhere near this band now. You know, uh, you yeah. gotta go through so much hoops to get to. Uh, to even talk to these guys now, you know, where before. But see, that's the beautiful thing about Thal, though, is that he's
0: he is genuinely one of the nicest people. You remember when we met his wife in Vegas when we were playing slots with him, and he introduced her as Mrs. Foot.
1: Yes, yeah, <laughs> dude, she was really nice too, man. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, she was a really nice lady too, man. Um, that dude, nothing could beat those Vegas residencies, man. That was probably like by far the coolest fan experience that you could possibly ever have. You know what I mean? Just being, you know, you'll have a, yeah, have Ron on slots here, or, you know, you just go, you can have a bite with him here, you know, or just hang out with him and then uh, go over here, you know what I mean? Have a drink with Pitman. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: it was, it was, it, it was a hell of an experience, but that's, that's, I mean, right now, I think with Sons of Apollo I believe right now what what he's what Ron is doing now. I think he's still with Sons of Apollo. Looking at his website, it looks like he does a lot of uh guitar master classes,
1: yeah, like workshops and stuff like that. Right,
0: yeah, workshops and things. And uh, he's got in 2021 a lot of live streaming things, but I got to be honest, man, if I go see Bumblefoot, I'm going to want to I want to see Bumblefoot, I don't want to see Sons of... I mean, great bands, great bands, I will say that. Very good bands that he's been in. I like the songs and stuff. But, I mean, I like his solo stuff so much better, to me. Like, especially the uh, the Abnormal album. I love yes. that album. And the Little Brother is Watching album.
1: Little Brother is Watching, man. That's what the background was you had earlier before we set up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love Little Brother is Watching. It's one of my favorite records to listen to. Just fucking listen to when I'm cleaning house and stuff. So, I mean... You're always there's... glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so glad to be here. Uh, I love that song. Uh, yeah, I like, love but... Objectify. Like I, I did, You know, I didn't care for Objectify when they replaced So Glad to Be Here. Because I like So Glad to Be Here so much. That was one of my favorite parts of the of the whole show is when Bumblefoot played So Glad to Be Here. And then when they replaced it with Objectify, I didn't really care for it at first, but over the years, it has really grown on me. And that is a song I, I, I go to in my playlist, like, fuck, at least a couple of times a month.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, like, uh, Ron has a lot of great stuff, dude. And what I like about with, uh, Ron, though, is just he was so approachable. He was, a uh, he didn't, uh, he didn't have that rock star attitude man he was just no you know, let's just let's just hang out man let's just let's talk you know talk, let's talk about anything you know let's but yeah the last time I saw him, man was uh you know after he told me this was his last one and then uh we were I, I went outside uh it was after the show it was late because I had to get to the airport almost immediately you know my flight was like at a, like at four o'clock in the morning I think or yeah because God
0: forbid that this motherfucker misses a day of work I swear <laughs>
1: Yeah, this so I was like, uh, I was like freaking out, man. I had to hurry up, and then I was, uh, I saw the backstage door open, and it, uh, and there was cops around, and Ron and Nicholas Cage come walking out, and then you know Ron, uh, shook Ron's hand last time, you know, and then uh, and then you know went to the airport, man, and then you know then it wasn't announced until about a year later, you know, they someone made the comment that yeah, Ron's been out of the band since. Uh, since the June seventh show, you know, I don't know why has it, hasn't, I don't know why has not been announced or anything. But yeah, his contract is over with with the band. Why do you think he
0: left GNR?
1: Oh, because man, like, what was it? They were on tour in uh, what was it, twenty twelve, and uh, the band got paid a million dollars to at last minute to go play some wedding. You uh, you uh-huh. remember that? And then Ron, uh-huh. you know, yeah, like they, because uh, Izzy joined them on some shows. And they went to go play some uh, billionaire's wedding. Uh, I'm not kidding either, dude. Like they, it was wow. like at last minute they had to reroute the whole thing, and just the crew was tired. And I know Ron was very frustrated with the way, uh, I guess, the way management was handling the band.
0: Well, when you and Mrs. Dunsford renew the vows, I expect to be invited to this uh, <laughs> this million
1: dollar uh, wedding. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I mean, it was a uh, dude. Imagine having, seeing GNR perform at some wedding, dude. <laughs> but yeah, like, but you know, Ron, he would go online and he would rant about it. You know, talking about our this crew is this crew is tired. Uh, you know, Ron was very frustrating. He was in a lot of pain too because of uh, yeah,
0: he needed surgery and he couldn't yeah. get it.
1: And uh, and uh, I don't and think that, we
0: should be telling that. I don't think that's been told publicly though.
1: Cause... I well. It, it was on the boards. I remember hearing about it on the boards, you know. And then, because uh, people make, a, I remember reading online that people would always make comments like, "Because uh, he was headbanging or whatever near a pyro." <laughs> I remember once he's trying to throw something to the fire. Man, he can't stand this – he can't take this band no more or whatever. You know, just <laughs> messing around with him. But no, it Thank was a, God. It never came to
0: that. My
1: God, no, nah, no, nah, it was just a joke. though, know it was a. I know, I know, but like, God damn. Yeah, you know, but that schedule, his scheduling and all that, you know, and the pain he was in, it was just, uh, yeah, you, you can definitely tell that it wasn't all, uh, it wasn't all roses in that camp, you know? And, yeah. uh, and it was just kind of like, it was, a. Uh, you know, they were, the band made a million dollars to go, uh, to go play this wedding, you know, with some other country at last minute and had to bring Izzy with them. You know, <laughs> it was, a. Uh, I don't know, man, it was just, uh, Out don't know. Ron, he, uh, Rondo is a very caring person, you know, and cared about the crew a lot. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, he had a lot of frustrations and stuff, uh, you know, which you go back and look at the social media posts, you know, on Twitter or whatnot. You could definitely tell that he was kind of frustrated. He was unhappy with the way things were going on in that band at the time, you know?
0: I mean, I can
1: see that in a
0: way because you would think, I mean, he took a job anybody would have taken. Yep. But all he was there for what 10, 10 years maybe?
1: When did uh, he come in? Two thousand six. His first show he replaced uh he replaced uh, Bucket and he joined him on the Hammerstein Ball, Ballroom shows in two thousand six So he was there seven years. Yeah, two thousand six to two thousand and fourteen.
0: Now you go and you yeah. join a band for seven fucking years and you're an active guitarist And seven fucking and seven fucking years later, you're still hearing bullshit about like, you're not as good as slash. You're not as good as Buckethead. You know what I mean? I can understand. Like, you know what? Fine then. Fuck you. I'll go do my own thing. Like, and they're not releasing any fucking music so he can make some royalties on it or he can put his own fucking shit out there. He's, you know what I mean? He's not just, and he's over here playing other people's fucking songs all the time.
1: Yeah, he was – that was probably a lot of frustration too, man, because I – I mean, a lot of – you look at man. A lot of these people that have have, uh, worked in this band, a lot of people are very unhappy with it, you know? I know uh, Stinson was unhappy with the way everything turned out for him too, you know what I mean? And it's just like all this work that these guys have put in for it, you know what I mean, was just thrown away, you know what I mean? Like all these years – would never tell
0: why he left. I don't think specifically. My guess is that seven years of being in one of the biggest bands in the world and nobody still knows who the fuck you are. You know what I mean? Like, well, still nobody knows your name, and and well, it's time to get the fuck out. And... Well,
1: it. I I don't know. It's just. Uh, I would say that it was just a lack of uh the creativity in the band. You know what I mean? Uh, because there was uh, I, I don't know what happened, you know, once Chinese came out and then just, I, I don't know, man, it was, the band just didn't release nothing, you know what I mean? It was just, just touring, yeah. that's all it was, a non-stop touring for them, you know, which you know, I guess it's just someone that's just in a lot of pain, you know, and just not having no kind of a creative input on it, you know, it would get frustrating you know, after a while, you know, with not releasing any kind of music, dude, that's just, and that's the reason why a lot of these people leave, man, like I mean, it's just what is it, you know, Bucket left, Robin left. Uh, everybody's just Everybody ends up leaving, dude. Like, everybody leaves. Well,
0: Bumble is still going strong today. You can go to bumblefoot.com, uh, link in the description, by the way, to see what he's up to now and see if he's coming to your area. And I highly recommend going to check out some of his solo stuff, especially at some of these smaller venues if he uh, actually gets to appear at some smaller venues and things. Uh, Because if you ever get to meet Ron Bumblefoot Thaw, I think you'll agree with us that uh, he's one of the best human beings on the planet.
1: Oh, dude. Yeah, I've been to New Jersey Yogi Bear, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: guys, uh, that's going to do it for our tribute episode, I guess, in a way, to Ron Bumblefoot Thaw. Rick telling his adventures (coughs) uh, concerning Ron. But... You know, next week uh, we've kind of teased it a few times throughout this podcast, but next week we're going to begin a saga that is going to be a three-part episode. And uh, but you are going to want to be there for all of the parts because the saga that we're finally telling on the show—how did Rick get banned? So, for the first time ever, in long form, uh, it's not like when he's on the radio with somebody else where he's got a time limit or anything like that. You're going to get to hear the whole story.
1: And it starts out next week Yeah, And and that's the reason why, like, some of these stories that we were telling today, because a lot of this intertwines with each other, you know what I mean? So, we had to, like... Tell you only part of this here, you know, but like next week, it's all going to make sense. You know, why we didn't tell more about the Vegas after parties, or you know, or whatnot. You know what I mean? It's just uh, we're going to go into more details about like, you know, it's the next the next week's episode is going to be a very special uh, episode for uh, Team Brazil.
0: That's right, we're gonna the be... Brazilian Mafia. <laughs> They should have went with that name instead of Team Brazil. What was that? What was that storage locker guy that started that shit? Uh, uh, Robert
1: Byrd. Robert Byrd. Robert yeah, man. Yeah,
0: we're gonna tell the entire story, but it's gonna start next week. Uh, chapter one of how Rick got banned is how Rick met Team Brazil and the various interactions that occurred with them. A lot of, actually, and you know what, I know some of you guys are going to be thinking that next week, you know, with everything that happened with Rick and Fernando in 2019 and all of that shit, you're probably thinking that we're going to get on here, we're going to talk some shit, and we're going to bury these motherfuckers.
1: Not the case, actually. No, not yet, not yet at all. Like, no, not yet. Isn't
0: next that- week's episode, from the notes that we have here that we've prepared for next week's episode, is actually a really positive episode, just like today was. I mean, but it's gonna. It's. I mean, we all know how it ends. Obviously, Rick gets banned. But um, next week, it's going to be another positive, happy episode. So. Uh, be sure to tune in for that so we can chronicle the entire story, let you hear exactly what went down and, uh, maybe even answer some questions. So if you guys have questions that you want answered, be sure to hit us up on discord, uh, send Rick a tweet, send him a message, send me a message if you, if you can't. And, um, yeah, we will, uh. (laughs) <laughs> I have no idea how you fucking do that, dude. That's the weirdest thing you do,
1: dude, I do a lot of weird things, man. It's just one of the, it's one of the many things I do that it's just. The, if you, I love it. I love it in the intro. I love how you threw that in the intro.
0: <laughs> yeah, because <it's> like anybody,
1: <laughs> anybody that knows Rick
0: has been on the phone with him and heard this weird fucking sound. He's doing it with his mouth, and I don't know what the fuck he does. But I, I when we when we were taping some extra shit uh, for promotional purposes for this podcast, I'd I, I forgot about it until I was making the video version of the intro and then I, I I found just a clip that said weird Rick sound and I was like, What the fuck is this? So I played it and it's just me going, Hey Rick, do that weird thing you do with your mouth and he goes, Oh, this? And that's the one <laughs> and that's the, uh, the uh, excuse me, that's the sound effect you hear <coughs> Shit. on the show. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, be sure to join us next week when we talk about how Rick met Team Brazil and uh, Fernando in particular.
1: Well, all my um, interactions with them, you know, like what led, leads up to everything, but it's all good. You know, next week's episode is probably going to be a pretty good. It's just, it's just, a, it's, a, it's character development next week.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we're going to, yeah. We hope you come back for that. And also be sure to head over to GunsAndRadio.com where you can get access to the video version of the show as well as, uh, oh, yeah, we got a TikTok now. So we'll be putting clips like this right here on our TikTok. So <laughs> I'm just going to take that, you doing that, I'm just going to loop it for like 60 seconds and throw that up as a TikTok video. <laughs> oh, shit. Son of a bitch. <laughs> And uh, don't forget to buy the T-shirt. Check out all of our links in the description, especially Bumblefoot's, because if he's coming to your area, if you uh, look on his uh, tour dates on his uh, website and you see him coming to your area, I highly recommend going, and I think you'll have a really good time, and you'll hear some really good songs that uh, I think you're going to enjoy. If you if you if you're not already a, a Bumblefoot fan, you will be uh, by the time you're finished. Uh,
1: looking into this guy and checking out his uh, solo material. Absolutely, dude. I hope Ron checks this out, man, because this dude, is uh, he is definitely missed in this band. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, well, just by us personally, man. I, I miss this dude. and uh, I don't give a fuck about
0: music, dude. I would like to just hang out with the guy. I would meet this motherfucker at a Wendy's somewhere <laughs> and just hang out with him again just because he's such a nice guy. And <laughs> yeah, I, well, I hey, are you get- talking to
1: him when he goes on tour again, dude, like if he comes to like Chicago or something, dude, we should just uh make a trip out of that, man. Just go hang out. Maybe.
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe. I'm not gonna say no to it. But. Hey, boo-boo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, thank you for checking out this edition of Band The Real Life Misadventures of Rick Dunsford and Friends. Until next time, I'm Dustin Bones. And I'm Rick Dunsford. See you next week, folks. Good night, hey, everybody. Motherfucker ha <laughs>